Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition is entitled, What to Do When 75. Very few, if any young people, will ever pause to think about what they might do when they reach the antique age of 75. When I was young, 75 seemed such a very long way off. In fact, most of my companions probably equated it with death. Geez, when you get that old, we thought, you might as well just pack it in. Not so quick. Fate is a curious phenomenon. One day, a few years back, like millions of other tourists, I strolled through jolly old London, England, taking in the historic sites. I walked near the Palace of Westminster, which serves as the meeting place for both the House of Commons and the House of Lords, the two houses of the Parliament of the United Kingdom. The palace lies on the north bank of the River Thames in the city of Westminster in central London. Its name derives from the neighboring Westminster Abbey, a large, mainly Gothic abbey church. Since the coronation of William the Conqueror in 1066, all coronations of English and British monarchs have been celebrated in Westminster Abbey. There have been 16 royal weddings at the Abbey since the year 1100. It's the burial site of more than 3,300 persons, usually of prominence in British history, including at least 16 monarchs, 8 prime ministers, poet laureates, actors, scientists, military leaders, and the unknown warrior. Here you find generals, admirals, politicians, doctors, and scientists such as Isaac Newton, Charles Darwin, and Stephen Hawking. William Wilberforce, who led the movement to abolish slavery in the United Kingdom and the plantations, was buried here in 1833, close to his friend, former Prime Minister William Pitt. While I ambled and thought about British history, I encountered lifelike bronze sculptures of three famous men, one white, one black, and one brown, namely Winston Churchill, Nelson Mandela, and Mahatma Gandhi, all positioned purposefully in a small part. What to do at 75? Well, like them, you could become president of a country, or a prime minister, or lead a national rebellion. Churchill, who led the fight against Nazi Germany when he was a mere 66, actually waited until 77 to assume the PM's job. Much has been written and broadcast about these leaders who had quite an impact on the world. But I would like to focus on Nelson Mandela and his age for a moment because many seniors reach a certain age and they automatically think that that's that for them, that they are totally obsolete, useless, consigned to the dust heap. Just wrap me up and send me to the funny farm. Not true. Mandela's shining example should be an inspiration to fellow seniors. In his prime, he was locked up in jail in South Africa under apartheid for 27 long, lonely years. Yes, I know, some of you who have been married for 27 years or more might like to think that you have something in common with Nelson, but please, you do not even come close. What's important to note is that he was set free at the tender age of 75. South Africans' jaded authorities in control at the time probably thought that at his advanced age, Mr. Mandela was of no real concern or threat to their existence. Boy, were they wrong. When Mandela got out of prison, immediately his career took off. He became his country's first black elected president and helped to eradicate the criminal system of apartheid that seemed reprehensible to the rest of the world. 
Touring through Europe in my younger days, whenever I encountered a white South African, he or she would become quite evasive when I asked about apartheid, the system of institutionalized racial segregation that existed in South Africa and Southwest Africa, now Namibia, from 1948 until the early 1990s. Thanks to Mandela, Archbishop Tutu, and a few others, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was established as a court-like restorative justice body assembled in South Africa after the end of apartheid. Witnesses who were identified as victims of gross human rights violations were invited to give statements about their experiences, and some were selected for public hearings. Perpetrators of violence could also give testimony and request amnesty from both civil and criminal prosecution. At the height of his popularity in 2004, Mandela successfully campaigned for South Africa to host the 2010 FIFA World Cup, declaring that there would be few better gifts for us in the year marking a decade since the fall of apartheid. Mandela put in an extra 20 years beyond age 75, and his very presence and humaneness was instrumental in maintaining order as apartheid was gradually dismantled. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission was as daring and proactive as Gandhi's nonviolence initiatives to establish independence for India. Before he died at the age 78, Mahatma Gandhi managed a few accomplishments of his own, and the Brits have a statue to celebrate him as well. So please, no more thinking about packing it in at the modest age of 75. I hit that lofty summit last year, and my productivity has not declined. I might not win the Nobel Peace Prize like Mandela and have multiple schools named after me like Churchill, but I can still podcast like there's no tomorrow. I took up podcasting at the tender age of 72. When I'm 80, I might be ready to lead a country like those other old fogies, Mandela, Churchill, and Gandhi. The ironic factor is that all three leaders' statues are located quite close together. Churchill strongly opposed Indian independence and famously called Gandhi some rather nasty names. Gandhi and Mandela now stand alongside a slew of notable white men in Parliament Square. Progress? I'd like to think so. I should mention a few ladies, like the men who have done quite well despite their age. Don't be discouraged by the young age of upstart Malala Yousafzai, the Pakistani student who wrote an anonymous diary about what life was like under the rule of the Taliban in northwest Pakistan. At 14, she became the youngest person ever to win the Nobel Peace Prize. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg today at 85, was only the second female justice in the United States history, nominated in 1993 at the age of 60. She continues to serve on the Supreme Court and influences key decisions furthering the rights of women. And she has been on the Forbes list of the 100 most powerful women. Toni Morrison at 87 is a Nobel Prize and Pulitzer Prize winning American novelist, editor, and professor, an icon in literature who taught in classrooms across the the U.S. Her novels are known for their epic themes, vivid dialogue, and richly detailed African-American characters, and she has won nearly every book prize possible in addition to an array of honorary degrees. So there you have it, accomplishments in varied colors all in our senior years. Take heart from these examples. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here.
Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.